How much would you pay for peace and clarity in your life? How much would you be willing to spend on the golden ticket, the key to finally defeating the Yetzirah, overcoming urges and temptations, and following the path that you know you are destined for, the path to godless. For many people, that price tag is pretty high, and they'd spend quite the sum, pull from the savings, the investments. It's hard to find anything more valuable than this. Yet the Ramchal, the great Rev Moshe Chaim Lutzato, the author of the Derech Hashem and the Mesilas Yesharim, he authored another work called Derech Eitz Chaim, The Path to or of the Tree of Life. It's truthfully an introduction to Kabbalah, but nestled inside of one of the paragraphs about free will and overcoming temptations, Ramchal gives away the secret to victory. Listen to this. After Ramchal has explained the struggle of how life can be so distracting and how one's greatness and intellect and knowledge of his creator lies dormant like a coal that he must bring out and truly light his fire to see his creator and to reach his goals in life. He speaks a little bit more about the struggle and how powerful the Yetzirah is. But then he says, there is some advice. Zosia Terufa, and the following is the antidote, the medicine, Hayoser Gedola. That is the biggest, the greatest, the Chazaka, and the medicine that is most powerful, Shetuchal Lahamsi Neged Hayetzer, that will help you to prove triumphant against the Yetzer Hara. Sounds pretty good. Let's keep reading. Vihikala, and this advice, this practice, is simple. It's easy. Upuulasa gedola. And its impact is quite significant. Upiria and its fruits, the outcome, Rav, is great, is significant and wide-reaching. What is this great advice? But let's hold it right there just for a second. Let's leave a little cliffhanger. We're about to get the Ramchal to tell us what we've all been waiting to hear. And listen to what he says. You're not going to believe it. Turn your mind for some time, a short period of time, clear your head from all other thoughts, lachshov, and think, rak al just about the following thing. Hmm? Now, are you intrigued? Do you want to know what it is that is so easy to think about and to save ourselves? Here it comes. The Yavakesh Bilavavo. You should search in your heart. You should really, really 
desire. Ma asu harishainim avos ha'olam shekach choshak Hashem bohem. What was it that the forefathers, the avos, did that made them so desirable in the eyes of God? End quote. Think about it. In times of peace, set aside time. Why did Hashem like Avraham so much? Why at age 75 did Hashem all of a sudden decide that this is the man that I'm going to reveal myself to, give some prophecy to, rest my soul on? A person should think. Why were the Avos so endeared by HaKadosh Baruch He continues. What was it that made Moshe Rabbeinu so wanted? What was it that made David so beloved by Hashem? And to that, the Yala Besichlo, Adam, doing this, contemplating, what would Avraham do? This will bring greatness to you all the days of your life. It will put you on the right path. Sheifos, aspirations. Asking yourself, what would my grandfather do? Going through these parshios, all of these lessons, they're supposed to be very practical, according to the Ramchal, to see how we should act in these situations. What would Avram do? Hmm. Let's just say WWAD. What would Avram do? You take a minute out of your day. Why did Hashem love? I've run so much. And as we go through this parsha, there's so many of the lessons of what would Avram do. Well, hanging out with Lot eventually became not exactly a nice experience or pleasant experience for him or his shepherd, so he split. He left the Russia. God immediately prophesied and revealed himself to Avraham. So clearly, this was a good thing, separating himself from an evil neighbor. So, what would Avraham do? When we're in that situation of, perhaps we're stuck in a group chat of, where some gossip is spoken about, things beneath us, what would Avraham do? Would he stay in the group chat? Avram Avinu was the ultimate iconoclast, the ultimate salmon that swam upstream when the whole world believed in bowing down to the sun and the moon and idolatry of Idazara when humanity had slipped during the days of Enosh down the slippery slope into the horrible dystopia and abyss of idolatry. Only one man stood tall and smashed the idols and debated them and proved his victory and truth. For us, amazing. How many times does the world do something, think one way, that we kind of have a hankering in our bellies that maybe it's not right, but don't do anything. Everyone's going to the concert. Come on, who cares if it's not the right style music? Or maybe it's mixed seating. Well, WWAD, what would Avram do? Everyone eats at that restaurant. It's fine. 
WWAD, what would Avram do? The lessons are so frequent, so powerful. Most of the entire Sefer Beratius is a travel log and reads like a diary of Avraham Avinu. So with this idea in mind of what would Avram do, Beratius takes on a whole another facet. It's wearing multiple hats and holds so many different valuable lessons. But we must ask on this. It's very nice to aspire to be like Avram and ask yourself, what would the Avos do? These are the people, I remind you, that are on the Mount Rushmore of Judaism. These are Gedolim that if they were alive nowadays, it seems we'd burn up from their sheer Kedusha, their sanctity and holiness. It seems odd that we should ask ourselves, what would somebody so much greater than me do? How could we be asked to learn like Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Lamashal? Sheifos, aspirations, you have to be very careful with them. But then I started to think about it. Are there any sources that would back up this question? I asked a Rebbe who showed me there's actually another medrash that says a person should always ask himself, when will my actions mimic the ways of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? That our maizim, our actual lives, should parallel their lives in some way. Again, those are some heavy aspirations. That's a lot to ask of a kid growing up in 2023 or any person ever. that They should try to live a parallel life and mimic as a copycat, the ways of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, the greatest to ever do it. To be like the Avos. More research shows that, in fact, there's a Gemara, that when a person will come up for his final accounting at the end of days, after 120 and Hashem should say, why did you do this sin? And man will have to answer it during the din and the cheshben, that the Gemara says, well, what if man will give an excuse? Gemara and Masech Shabbos. For example, when Hashem will say to a person, why didn't you learn Torah sufficiently? And a person will say, well, I was just too poor. I always had to engage in commerce. I never had enough. And Hashem will Give a rebuttal. Say, well, Hillel was so poor and even poorer than you. He literally had nothing. He couldn't even get into the study hall for the few pennies that was the fee to enter. Yet he still became a Talmud Chacham and a massive, massive Gadol. So why not you? And when it comes to the struggles with the Yetzirah, someone will say, it's just too hard. The temptations are everywhere. The billboards are more illicit in our generation than even the most immoral thing that one could pay for hundreds of years ago, even 50 years ago. So how was I supposed to balance that with a clear-thinking head of Torah? Hashem will say, well, was the challenge greater than what Yosef Hatzadik had to endure. 
with Asha's Paitifa. And so on and so forth in this Gemara, all showing how our excuses will not cut it. But it's clear from the Gemara that we can be found guilty by being compared to the greatest to ever do it. Compared to Hillel. Compared to Yosef Hatzadik. Again. Aspirations and goals seem that they should be quite lofty. And kind of an interesting proof to it. One that Rabbi Rucham says, we find that Noyach was called the Ish Tzadik, Tomim Hoya Bedoyer He was a Tzadik in his times. And some would expound this Pasuk to say that only in his times was he a Tzadik. But if he would have been born in a different generation, like by the days of Avram Avinu, he wouldn't have amounted to much. He wouldn't have been considered all that great. But it was only in his generation that he was so great compared to the evil community around him. But it's interesting. We see that Chazal, Rashi here, showing how one has even compared his greatness to other generations. Of what, what would you really be like if you were in this generation? The Torah seems to ask a whole lot of us. We should have big goals, it seems. And all the research of trying to get out of this question only made it kind of that much harder. And it is what it is. Clearly, we have to eventually face a reality that at some level and in some way, what we aspire to do and be like, who we put as our idols, will have a very powerful impact on us what we hope for in life. We are told to hope and desire to want to be like the greatest to ever do it. Our she'ivos, our ambitions should be to become like Avram Avinu. Well, maybe we'll say, but that's just impossible. Then maybe we can even learn that it means that the ambitions should be the same way that Avram Avinu always chose the right thing to do and put Hashem first and put his soul before his body, well then us on our level should always choose the what would Avram do? The WWAD approach. To always still strive. To never quit. To ceaselessly seek to become like Hillel and Yosef. Maybe that's how we'll learn what Chazal are asking of us. From us. And really, it hit me like a truck, a pound of bricks, like 50 pounds of bricks. It woke me up in the most real way I've I've overlooked this source for so long. And we've all heard the words probably so many times, but it now reads differently after kind of what we've discovered here. One of the most important and constitutional Musar Sefarim in the world is that of the Masilas Yasharim from Ramchal. Whether you're Hasidish or whether you're Litvish or whether you're Svardi, everybody learns Ramchal's Masilas Yasharim. 
And in his very opening thesis statement, Perak Aleph, he describes to us kind of the beginning of the path. That Yesoida Chasidus, the foundation of piety, and the root of perfect service of Hashem, is what? Says the Ramchal. A person should clarify and verify to himself in his mind, what is my obligation in my world? What do I have to do? What are my talents? What am I on this planet to accomplish? And you know what else is included? In the foundation of true piety and the root of perfect service of Hashem? The following. And toward what goal, what his outlook, what his ambitions, what his she'ifos are in life, and everything that he's striving for during the days of his life. Part and parcel of our growth is what we hope to become, what we strive to be. The foundation of Hasidus. And the Shirish of Avaida Hatamima. So it's not crazy that we should aspire to be the very, very best that we can be. And in every situation, to ask ourselves, WWAD, what would Avram do? What would the Avais do? To search for godless. There are so many stories of even my own Rabbeim or Gedolim that you read about at the beginning of their books. They had these super natural and absolutely insane, extraordinary goals in life. They were so crazy to believe that they could change the world. But yet so many of these people with these aspirations to be like Avram Avinu accomplished so much like Avram Avinu. You think about the Panovich Rav. He was one of the greatest dreamers ever. He built Tyre in an unbelievable way. He would never take no from an answer. And one of his most powerful lines was when he pointed to this big hill and he said, I'm going to put this massive yeshiva there. He wrote the plans for it. He built it, the whole thing from the very bottom up when there were barely any people that wanted to join the yeshiva at that point. And he said, Rebbe, you're dreaming. He said in Yiddish, I am dreaming, but I am not sleeping. It seems that dreams and aspirations, they power the goal at a very deep level. So we should aspire greatness. And Rebbe Akiva Eger, the greatness of the Nesivas, of the Ksois, of Rav Shach, to hope for a lot and not be content with, I just want to be a pusher to Jew. Because really, even with Sheifas to become a Galuba Yisrael, it's probably the fastest way to become a pusher to Yid. Something that even the great Rav Baruch Bear said about himself. That all my life I wanted to be the like Rav Yakiva Eger at the end. I became Revarch Bear. 
So yeah, let us ask ourselves, WWAD, what would Avram do? How would the Gedolim react and respond in this situation? Have she'ifos for greatness. Have your ma'bata, your magamasoy, your outlook, your desire, your hope to be like Avram. Let your dreams power you through all the different difficult steps and have an ambition and a hankering. Have a she'ifa for godless. And ask yourself, WWAD, what would Avram do? Kill them, get the shit.